0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Julie Martella, founder of Navigating Widowhood, where I am dedicated to providing life support to widowed men and women as they answer the question, now what? Are you ready to do this? Let's go. Hey friends, I'm so glad you're back. We have some interesting things to talk about over the next two weeks, actually. I, uh, I've had some things cooking in my head, and when I put them all down on a piece of paper, it was a really long blog and a really long podcast. And let's face it, we don't have that attention spans. <laughs> so I decided, how about we uh, have an exploration of a theme over the course of two weeks? And the theme is going to be overcoming self-doubt and finding strength after experiencing loss or adversity. So we want to acknowledge that the experience of losing our partner is probably the most adverse event that we will encounter in our life. I can't guarantee, I can't guarantee it's the worst. I hope it's the worst. So we wanna look at what do we do, right? We talk about how do we get back on our feet? How do we create meaningful, purposeful change from this destruction that happened in our life? And so I wanna talk about that. And I wanna think about this proof of life, like looking back into your brain, finding what you've done and then using that to catapult you into the future so that's kind of the big arc of what we're going to be talking about and like i said it'll be two smaller podcasts um anyway part one and part two so today is episode 59 and we're going to call it winning the battle of doubt and fear i have three questions for you to get started you know i love questions number one after the death of your spouse or partner, right? This sounds like it should be a uh, family feud question of a horrible kind. <laughs> Here's the question. After the death of your spouse or partner, do you struggle to find inner strength? And number two, do you find yourself questioning your ability to succeed in this new life? And number three, how many times, if you had to give it a number, how many times have you questioned whether you have what it takes to overcome the hurdles and the obstacles in front of you? Right? Oh my gosh, like if you thought about it as, um, what is it, the the dash where they jump over all the hurdles? (laughs) How many of you feel like you're jumping over them and how many of you feel like you're falling on every single one? Well, I want you to know you are not alone. This is our common experience. So this is kind of what's going on. When you're grieving, remember we've talked about the primitive brain and we the primitive brain has these mechanisms to protect us. And when we're grieving, our our entire emotional state is in a state of shock it's in a state of distress and the primitive brain has said oh my gosh bad things are happening we have to keep her safe or him safe and so one of the ways remember one of the ways it keeps you safe is it keeps you in the cave because as long as you stay in the cave nothing's gonna get you but what happens is negative self-talk becomes part of that survival mechanism because it's an effective way to stop you in your tracks. Isn't that crazy? So so your thoughts will become, this is how you know, they'll become very self-critical or they will have pessimistic messages in them such as, you're not strong enough to do this or I'll never be able to move forward or I'll never get this right. You better not do that. Don't try new things right? These are all the, the messages of the primitive brain to keep you safe in the cave. But what happens is safe in the cave is not going to help you learn how to create a new life with meaning and purpose, right? An intentional life. And negative self-talk isn't actually a reflection of the reality of your true capabilities. It's just a response to the overwhelming emotions and challenges that you are facing as a widowed person. Okay? So your brain is just trying to make sense of the pain you're feeling to protect you from further hurt. And And what happens is what you speak, whether you speak it out loud or whether it's a running record internally, what you speak, so shall you be. Your brain forgets the amazing person that you were before the loss occurred, including your strength and resilience, because all it's listening to is the new record that's being played that says bad, bad, bad. So... One of the challenges that we have is to learn to see the chatter for what it is. While the chatter, which is your thoughts, while they might not actually be true, they certainly will feel true, okay? It's hard because when we think that if something feels a certain way, then that's how it is, when in fact, Feelings are just feelings. They they don't actually tell you the truth. It's just feelings are just a response to a thought. And we've talked about that. Your thoughts create feelings, which then create actions. So if you are having the thoughts, right? If the primitive brain is taken over and it's on the negative self talk loop, then what are the thoughts that you're having? I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I better not leave. I don't want to do this. I can't believe I'm here. Right. Those become the record, those become the thoughts that create feelings in your life. And what kind of feelings? Are you going to create feelings of empowerment, of confidence, of personal um, purpose from those thoughts? No. You're going to create thoughts that say, yeah, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, my life is over. The life that I knew is over, so I just better stay home. I better not talk to people. I better not engage. See how that goes? So negative self-talk is just that. It's just talk, my friends. It's not the truth, and it doesn't define who you are as a person. Matter of fact, if you want a truth, here's a powerful truth for you. You already have within you an untapped reservoir of strength and resilience waiting to be unleashed you just have to learn how to find it think about it you have done or you you have done the fact that your spouse or partner is dead means that the event has already happened you have survived one of the worst events that will ever happen to you you survived my friends the fact that you are here and you're breathing and you are listening to the podcast you're carrying on with daily living activities, that is proof that you have survived. That is, and sometimes I call that proof of life. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's proof of life. Um, if you look, matter of fact, if you look at your camera, depending on how long it's been, one of the, one of the most Um, mind-boggling things that I did is about four years out, three years out, I just went through my camera and I started looking at all the pictures I had taken and I stopped. I, I kept going, right, I kept going backwards. And when I got to the time when Jason died, I just stopped and I realized, wow, I have hundreds of pictures of things that I have done since Jason died. So while my brain keeps telling me your life is over, the uh, camera and the pictures, the photo app on my phone is actually telling me that um, uh, it's not. Our lives are not over. They are very different, but they are not over. So when you look back, I want you to say, so I want you to tap into something. I want you to tap in to this strategy of giving your brain evidence of what is. And in effect, I want you to show your brain that you can do hard things, okay? However, there's a caveat here. You get to go into the past to find hard things, but you don't get to go in the past and find failures and find when you totally messed up things, because what's gonna happen is your primitive brain's gonna go, Oh, remember when you did that? You better not do that again. Oh, remember when you forgot to pay that bill? Oh yeah, you can't do this. We're not looking for those things. We're looking for the things that we did, that we did well and that we survived and that we used our resources on. When you look back on events or difficult situations, it will help your brain see that you made it through. We are really good, right? We have this the gift and the curse, like the myopic vision. We are really good at looking at the past because we have 2020 glasses on. We have the filter of 2020 of, di- of time, distance, perspective. And then we can look back at the past and so we can say, oh yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, look how I got through that. But the problem is we cannot look to the future with the same set of lenses. They don't work. So, what I'm suggesting is to go back into the past to show your brain, hey, we did this. We can do hard things. So, an example I want to give you today is I am currently working out with a trainer. Her name's Kalish. And I only go, it's not like I'm bodybuilding or anything. I go once a week. And the focus of our sessions is to help my body see. What it can do, because over the course of three years, I had to have three big surgeries because of injuries. So what's happened is my body got really good at guarding, and this is actually this is how I came up with these episodes. So when so when she like when she looks at me, she'll say, "Well, you know, your left shoulder is actually higher than your right because it's guarding. The muscles are guarding." So one of the things that we do is we just do activities and we do exercises to show my body, hey, you can do this, right? Like going into, like for me going into a deep squat because I had two knee surgeries. My brain tells me, no, we cannot do deep squats, we're gonna hurt ourselves. So with the assistance, like we have straps and we have all these things, I go into a deep squat and then my brain, and then my brain says, hey, I did that. And literally, that's all I need to help break down the guarding that's taking place. So I got to thinking, our brains are also trying to guard us. And what if, just like I'm doing, you know, like deep squats and hanging by my shoulders to show my brain, show my body, hey, you actually can do this. What if we can do the same thing with our brain? And what if we can show our brain, hey, by the way, you actually can do this. But the trick is, so I have Kalish to help me with my body. What do I have to help me with my brain? Well, to help you and to help with the guarding, which is the negative self-talk, to help that with your brain, you want to enlist the power of words. You know I love words. And there's a few phrases that you can use to help you. So what I want you to think about is when you are in the cave, when you're in primitive brain, you are not regulated, right? You are not on an even keel. You do not have the prefrontal cortex online you are dysregulated you haven't found your homeostasis you um the the prefrontal cortex has been hijacked the primitive brain is like remember, like captain caveman running around that's who's in charge so one of the things that you can do is captain caveman the primitive brain wants to give you a lot of what if what if i run out of money What if I can't do this? What if my kids hate me? What if I have to quit my job? What if I lose all my friends? What if I don't ever find new friends? What if I never find love again? What if I fail, right? Do you hear? These are the primitive brain. This is how he keeps us in the cave. So what I want you to do is I want you to learn how to make a sandwich. And literally you're sandwiching your fears with two words in the front and two words in the back, okay? Here you go. You're going to start with what, I'm sorry, you're going to start with even if, okay? So you're going to, if you write down, let's take, uh, let's take what if I lose all my friends. I want you to cross out what, and I want you to replace it with even. So, even if I lose all my friends, and I want you on the backside of that sandwich to finish it with, I'll be okay. So, I want you to listen to both of those. The first one, the very fear-based negative loop thought is, what if I lose all my friends? The second one says, even if I lose all my friends, I'll be okay. Can you hear the difference? More importantly, can you feel the difference in your body? So, I want you to take the fear that you have. What if I have to quit my job? Even if I have to quit my job, I'll be okay. What if my kids hate me because I make the wrong choices? Even if your kids hate you, you will be okay. Because We've gone to the past and we have seen, I did really hard things and it turned out okay. I managed a health scare and it turned out okay, right? There's only one situation in which things are not going to be okay in some way, shape, or form, and that's death. And that we know is gonna happen one time. That's a one-time event when things aren't gonna be okay. And guess what? You're gonna check out of the building and you're gonna do whatever it is that your faith or beliefs tell you right different faiths have different understandings of what happens after death but unless that scenario happens you are in fact going to survive now you may survive with injuries you may survive with consequences and repercussions but you're going to survive so one of the best things that you can do is i want you to embrace the even if thinking Your even-if thinking will allow you to shift your focus away from fear, and it will lend itself towards empowerment and confidence, which is exactly what you need to face your new life. So, the old thought, we're going to do that one more time. I'm going to leave you with this one. What if I can't do it? Well, even if I feel like I can't do it, I'll be okay okay I'm scared to do this even if you're scared to do this you will be okay the next time you find yourself grappling with doubt and fear I want you to remember you have the power to overcome anything life throws your way you have done it before and you can do it again. And as always, I am here to help. Hey, thanks for joining me today on the Navigating Widowhood podcast. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, or leave a review. Remember, your reviews help us to grow. And if you want to make this year the year you transform your life and find your way forward, then I am inviting you to work with me. All you need to do is click on the contact button over at NavigatingWidowhood.com. Your transformation starts with a simple conversation, and I am then here to support you every step of the way. Until then, stay strong. Stay resilient and take care.